You can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From The Australian, here's what's on The Front. I'm Kristen Amiot. It's Monday, June 12. Employment and Workplace Relations Minister Tony Burke is taking a closer look at a new test that would prevent certain contractors being subject to the government's same-job, same-pay laws. Mr Burke agreed to review the contentious legislation following discussions with employers in the resource sector and says he's open to phasing it in over several months. Queensland will be allowed to keep a bigger slice of the GST pie from next year. It follows a deal struck by the WA government in 2018, which put a floor price on GST and guaranteed the state government could keep 70 cents of every dollar collected. Queensland Treasurer Cameron Dick says the biggest wins will come when coal is booming. The fallout from the alleged rape of former political staffer Brittany Higgins continues. Now, a tranche of text messages have provoked a political storm over who knew what and when and what they did with the information. That's in today's episode. And just a quick warning, this episode contains mention of sexual assault and suicide. You may as well feed everything you have to Katie. That's just one of dozens of text messages former political staffer Brittany Higgins sent to her fiancé, David Shiraz, in March of 2021. Some of the texts have been published by The Australian because they raise serious questions about what some of the nation's highest-ranking politicians knew of Higgins's rape allegation before it became publicly known. Higgins alleges she was raped by former colleague Bruce Lehrman in the office of then-Defence Industry Minister Linda Reynolds. Lehrman has always maintained no sexual contact occurred. He was charged with one count of sexual intercourse without consent and pleaded not guilty before the trial was sensationally aborted in October due to juror misconduct. It prompted an inquiry into the ACT's criminal justice system, which aims to get to the bottom of how Higgins's complaint was handled by the authorities. The inquiry has revealed Higgins was reluctant to hand her phone over to police during their investigation, which began two years after the alleged assault took place. The text messages exchanged by Higgins and Shiraz have triggered claims that the rape allegation was weaponised for political gain by the Labor government. Central to Brittany Higgins' story was her claim that the government of the day, led by Scott Morrison, regarded her rape allegation as a political problem they wanted to hush up. The allegations made by Brittany Higgins have devastated careers and lives and not just those two people who were in the room. It's gone well beyond that and it's touched both sides of politics. Claire Harvey is The Australian's editorial director and the regular host of The Front. We will never have a finding of fact in this case because the criminal justice system wasn't able to play out. The trial was aborted, which means Bruce Lehrman will never get a finding of either guilty or not guilty. And Brittany Higgins also will never have a, a clear verdict as to what she alleges happened to her. Brittany Higgins's allegations were first revealed in February of 2021 by experienced political editor Samantha Maiden for news.com.au. Higgins then appeared on the project on Network 10 and, in preparation for that interview, a five-hour discussion with Higgins and Shiraz was recorded. In the recording, Higgins, Shiraz, journalist Lisa Wilkinson and the project producer Angus Llewellyn can be heard brainstorming, quote, friendly MPs who could agitate about the allegation in question time. 
senior current and former politicians like Malcolm Turnbull, Tanya Plibersek, Julie Bishop and even PM Anthony Albanese were all mentioned during the session. And the text messages appear to confirm the plan to inform MPs about the public airing of Higgins's allegation was followed through. Caught in the middle of the maelstrom is Finance Minister Katie Gallagher. She was the subject of the text message you heard at the start of this segment and of several others. At the time Higgins's allegation against Larriman went public, she was in opposition. In June of 2021, she gave evidence to a Senate estimates hearing that nobody from the Labor Party had any knowledge of the alleged incident before the story broke. If you want, I really don't think we should be doing this here, but if you want me to do that... Yes, yes. I think... Is I, think... I was told by one of your senators two weeks before um, about what you were intending to do uh, with <laughs> the story in my office, two weeks before. Oh, I had no knowledge of this. Until no one had any knowledge. OK. I had no knowledge of this. How dare you? But Senator Linda Reynolds remembers things differently. She says Gallagher confirmed she knew Higgins and Shiraz at a meeting held during the break of that same Senate estimates hearing and added Shiraz told her about the plan to make Higgins's allegation public before it happened. Reynolds said Labor Senate leader Penny Wong, who was also present at the meeting, assured her no Labor MPs played a role in the allegation being made public. Gallagher now says she was aware of some of the details of the alleged incident before they became public, but says she didn't wield the information politically. So no, uh, the answer to the question about the allegation of mislead is no, I did not mislead the parliament. I was responding to an assertion that was being made by the Minister Reynolds at the time uh, that we had known about this for weeks and had made a decision to weaponise it. Uh, That is not true. It was never true. Uh, I explained that to Senator Reynolds that night. She accepted that explanation. Asked if she would step down over claims she misled Parliament, Gallagher responded, why would I? Her communications with Shiraz are contentious because her office is responsible for a compensation payout made to Brittany Higgins, which is believed to be in excess of $2 million. However, Gallagher's office says she doesn't decide who receives compensation. That's a job for the Attorney-General. Still, Senator Reynolds says the situation bears further scrutiny. She's revealed her plan to refer it to the National Anti-Corruption Commission when it opens for business on July 1. The NACC will decide independently if it acts on that referral. It's likely this will be one of the first cases for the new anti-corruption body. That's something that was desired across Parliament. The independents, the Teal independents, the Greens and Labor all promised this on their way in. If it does end up going to that National Anti-Corruption Commission, it'll be a real test of the Commission's ability to get to the bottom of some really complex matters. The opposition, perhaps sensing the Albanese government's first scandal, will likely ventilate the issue during question time this week. It's also possible the coalition could push for a Senate inquiry. Whichever way it goes, this story doesn't end here. In their editorials, our bosses have been writing that these were matters that should have been left to the police and the courts, but that they were taken out of that realm and used for other purposes by people who had agendas other than just getting to the truth. 
Really, no one is left untainted. Senior figures on both sides of politics are accused of misleading Parliament now, which is an incredibly serious allegation. In political terms, that's death. If a minister is found to have misled Parliament, the convention is that they leave their portfolio. If it's a prime minister, the convention is that they can be asked to stand down, that they could lose the faith of their party room. So it's really high stakes. Two key players in Brittany Higgins' rape allegation have finally broken their silence. We'll have more on that after this short break. My name is Manny Karoudis and I'm a former New South Wales policeman turned investigative reporter with a passion for missing persons cases. I'm here to quickly tell you about our True Crime Australia podcast, The Missing. In this series, I look at old missing persons cases which have all gone cold in an attempt to try and uncover new information which could help see these missing people reunited with their loved ones or any form of clue that could bring these families closure. The Missing is available now wherever you get your podcasts and early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts. Another former political staffer caught up in the fallout of Brittany Higgins's rape allegation against Bruce Lehrman is Fiona Brown. Brown was the chief of staff in the office of Linda Reynolds when the incident is alleged to have occurred. She was in the role on secondment from the office of then Prime Minister Scott Morrison, where she was the director of operations, and says she became collateral damage in the former government's handling of the allegation. In her interview with The Project, Higgins said she was told her employment could be jeopardised if she reported the alleged incident to police. Brown completely denies that. She also says Scott Morrison misled Parliament when he claimed he'd discussed the matter with her. Brown also says she did everything in her power to support Higgins when she became aware that an assault may have occurred, including personally escorting Higgins to a police meeting in Parliament House. But she says The Project interview framed her as a rape apologist. The worst thing you can say to a woman is she walked past another woman's rape. I was framed as the perpetrator in that interview. And because I didn't play it out in the media, because I respected the rights of both those individuals to make a, make, make a complaint and to defend themselves. Also breaking his silence is Bruce Lerriman. Several months after speaking to The Australian, Lerriman sat down with Channel 7's Spotlight program. Did you rape Brittany Higgins? No, I didn't. It simply didn't happen. Did you have consensual sex? No. Did you kiss her, Bruce? No. In that parliamentary office? No, I did not see her again. Were you intimate with her at all? Not one bit. You know that there is nothing out of bounds here, don't you? I do. Everything's on the table. Ask me anything. There's no question off limits. Go for it. Lerman again denied raping Higgins and claimed she made up the allegation to avoid being fired. Lerman himself was sacked for failing to explain why he was in Parliament House in the early hours of the morning when the incident is alleged to have taken place. He was pressed on why he'd given conflicting statements on that subject. CCTV footage of the pair entering Parliament House was aired during the program for the first time. 
The former political staffer also revealed he contemplated suicide after the project interview was aired. He wasn't named in that program, but says he was easily identified by people who knew him. Lerriman is suing Channel 10 and the ABC for defamation over their coverage of the rape allegations, namely the project interview and broadcast of Higgins's National Press Club address. He added that he hasn't ruled out legally pursuing Higgins for defamation, but says he's cognizant that it's not a good look. I think this whole case shows that it's really difficult to layer a social movement like Me Too onto the messy reality of human interactions. We know from covering court cases and from reporting on allegations of sexual crime that they're really complicated. There are often very complicated motivations. It's very difficult to get to a conviction. And so when the criminal justice procedure isn't able to play out in full, it really leaves things unresolved in a way that's bad for everyone. It certainly, in this case, has not been helpful to the Me Too movement. There are plenty of people out there who believe that Brittany Higgins was raped in that room. There are also plenty of people who believe Bruce Lehrman's firm denials that nothing happened. And the great tragedy is that neither of their lives will probably ever be the same again. Claire Harvey is The Australian's editorial director. The late entertainer Barry Humphreys is among hundreds of Australians receiving King's birthday honours today. Subscribers can view the full list and read about their contributions to Australian life at theaustralian.com.au. Access a world of true crime podcasts on Crimex Plus, where award-winning journalists take a deep dive into unsolved cases. Every week, we're waking up to a dead woman, a dead mother, sister, auntie, grandmother. It's not good enough. From the team that brought you The Teacher's Pet, Shadow of Doubt and Dying Rose, unlock early, ad-free and bonus content from brand new series and flagship shows such as I Catch Killers with Gary Jubilin. One was shot in the mouth and I thought he was dead. Another one been shot with a shotgun and I got the overspray. Search for Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts to start digging deep into the world of true crime.